If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keenan. I'm joined by the lovely and laughable James. <laughs> and I know the reason that you're enjoying this podcast is 100% trauma. I'm James. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sissy That Pod. We react to Drag Race as it comes out in all its guises. And today we are wrapping up the series of Drag Race Down Under with the fashionista and media empress Tara Stewart DJ extraordinaire DJ extraordinaire yes um, yes super fun super funny insights um, really enjoyed the chat to her it was great and it was my favourite part of the episode <laughs> Full disclosure, real talk. We didn't really have a lot of thoughts in this episode, so we go on a few tangents. Listen, you often don't listen to the tangents we, we end up on, but you will this mm-hmm. week because yeah. they were exactly. And everyone needs, we're, we're starting an anti-Rita, yeah. a, no, a, 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 no, a no Rita's club. <laughs> so before we get into the episode, you may have seen on our social media, at Sissy That Pod, if, if, you're, if you haven't followed us yet, that uh, we are doing a live stream for pride yes uh, next saturday morning so that is the 26th of june 2021 so if you're listening to this sometime in the future god knows you you you've missed the boat uh, we are going to be joined in studio in head stuff by Garod Farley and Tony Cantwell when we're going to be chatting about the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 6 which starts this coming Thursday. Um, so I mean mm. you're really going to be like coming down with Pod this week. There's going to be Drag Race final episodes, next episode of Spain and a live episode of uh, All Stars 6 to kick things off. I mean... I mean, it's going to be the Serena Chacha coronation. Surely this, this is, is her redemption. Is, She's going to have an India Farah win of the talent show. This is the moment. This, Serena Chacha <laughs> is the moment and we are here to appreciate it. Uh, you can get your tickets in the bio of our Instagram and just by searching Sissy.pod mm-hmm. on Eventbrite, I'd, I'd imagine. And mm-hmm. proceeds from the show are going to go to my amazing employer LGBT Ireland um, who are doing absolutely Absolutely. phenomenal work around the LGBT community and helping people uh, feel safe and supported as we move through Pride Now welcome to the show, Tara Stewart Tara Stewart, thank you so much for joining us for the finale of Drag Race Down Under. What's the, how, how have you been finding the season overall? I will always enjoy any drag race, you know, good or bad. Like, I'll, I just always really love watching it. But there was just something that was kind of off for me. I don't know. And I actually, I, I, I enjoyed it. But even, I think even especially the, the finale, it just didn't feel like a finale. It was kind of just like, ah, oh, yeah, there's your crown. You can you can piss off now. Do you know, you can you can leave through the back door. Do you know what I mean? So like, even even that like the moment just where um you know she was crowned. I I actually was expecting when she was like when when Rue was like, and the winner is um I was expecting her to be like do a little trick and be like, well, no, this isn't it. You know, like you're going to go through another death battle or whatever. I was kind of expecting another round, but the, and then when, she, um, Ketamine was like crowned, I was like, 
oh, okay, that, okay, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like I was expecting there to go down to another two or something like that, you know, which is usually the way it works, you know, like, you, you, you know, you, you kind of milk, you drag it out a little bit longer. So it just kind of felt a little bit just like slapdash or something and just really quick. Um, I think, I feel like maybe, I don't know if it was the editing, even just with, you know, like when they were like rehearsing their dances for the final performance, even that you didn't really see, see much of the rehearsals and usually you'd see a little bit more of the rehearsals. So that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, particularly about what you're saying about like the like the victory lap on the main stage. It kind of felt like like obviously we know that from the way they film these is that they film like an ending for everybody. Yeah. And then it's like on the night the person actually finds out. Mm. So obviously that was like sort of winner reaction number three after like Art and Karen had both done there. So you could really see it like it, it really was apparent that it was sort of like, yeah. oh, yay, I have won. <laughs> like <laughs> there, was, yeah. there was no sense. Of like real like urgency or something about yeah. it, which was really weird. And then like in the in the rest of the episode, like there was that like conversation between Art and Karen about kind of like how Karen needs or how Art needs to like let people in. And it felt like I was watching, like it literally felt like I was watching Neighbors or Home and Away. Like it was some like you know questionable acting going on there. It it didn't feel authentic. Like and like I think that the whole season has suffered maybe from producers like fiddling a bit too much. Like like because like for example. Because it never felt like the right decision for Art to go home and it, it always felt like that was like a, a production decision that then you never believed this like comeback narrative that was running through the rest of it. It was all like, why did that even happen? <laughs> you know what? That was That's another thing. That was such an unanswered question and we didn't even get a reasoning as to why she was brought back. Like, And it kind of makes you think, oh, okay, well, you obviously have the in, in any season anyone can come back if Rue decides you know this yeah. kind of thing like you know if Rue's like I made a mistake but like Rue didn't even say it, no one said it was just like oh she's back and that was it so I yeah. even like did they tell the queens why she came back I don't know but, but I'd say they maybe did but I just feel like you know it would have been nice to have been told why did she come back now I think she deserved to come back because I did really enjoy her yeah and I think she's really talented and I was really shocked when she left I really was but then just for her just to be kind of like, I'm back. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but also we haven't even got one of those like, you know, in the previous episode where Rue answers the phone to be like, oh no, yeah. you're coming back yeah. to be continued. It was just like, oh, here she is in a pile of clothes. All right, get so. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was very strange. I felt this week's episode in particular was kind of just like, paint by numbers in a way it was like okay we have all the beats we have to get we have to get the tic-tac lunch we have to get the rehearsal we have to have the the chat why you deserve to win chat to your younger self crown done yeah out of there let's go let's go rap it felt like the um like the, the air coach was waiting at the back for michelle, <laughs> michelle fully, fully. that's actually so that's literally how it felt it was like right guys we have to wrap this up we only have like 20 minutes left um i also feel I'm like, come on, like, I know most people watch it don't work in TV. They don't know how things work. I mean, I don't work in TV. <laughs> but give us a bit more, um, you know, respect so that we don't think that that Olivia Newton-John and Chloe Latanzi conversation was not pre recorded Oh, stop. I mean, we're not fucking idiots. <laughs> Do you know what? That's something that's really annoyed me throughout the whole thing was the... And, like, you know what? I even work in media. Like, I work in radio and... I know how that stuff usually works. I yeah. do that with my show sometimes. I don't know, I'm ratting on myself. But I will, like, 
sometimes you'll like pre-record, you'll do an interview, right? And then you'll edit it. And sometimes um, I won't like the way, the delivery of my question. Like I, I feel like, so, especially if I'm on a Zoom call, like I kind of just like chat, like whatever, but I'm not in my like radio presenter vibe. So sometimes yeah. I'll go into the studio and then I'll edit myself out and I'll just have the answers for the person and I'll do it as live. I'll pretend that I'm just chatting. Behind <laughs> the music with Tara Stewart. <laughs> I know. This is like radio secrets that nobody asked for. Um, so... Like, Rue was not expecting to see that person because you got like the big like OMG Dame Olivia Newton John and then you had like the, <laughs> the kind she? of weird pre-record of like and Chloe Latanzi <laughs> I was like what is she doing there like why can't we just have <laughs> Olivia but like yeah. I, I mean with this like I just kind of I wish with the guest appearances that they tried to figure out a way that they could actually be there live on the judging panel what, Zoom oh, so she was her she was her daughter oh that's her daughter Gus oh my gosh oh. Oh I'd say she was like, oh, mom, you better let me sit next to you. I swear to God. This is like, <laughs> and she was like, of course, she can't say no. My bad. I didn't realize. I just thought she was some random person. Like, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad now to say that. Because that was, that was the thing. I think the thing that like clicked with me on that was when Chloe Latanzi, who wasn't meant to be there, who like Zoom bombed, was like, was like, we've been enjoying watching you guys. And it's like, are you... Each expect- and every one of you. It's like, name one of our names. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also it's like, how have you, have you managed to like find a way to, to come forward to the future yeah. and watch, watch it yeah. year after yeah. and then go back to be present here? Like, what what do you expect us to believe? Yeah. We, we know that this is not like shot concurrently. Yeah, with when it's Joe. Exactly. And so like and even why didn't like the producers just be like, let's just cut that out, you know, like we don't need yeah. that part in. Um <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I kind I was kind of because I I mean, they got Olivia Newton John, they got Kyla Minogue, Danny Minogue, like the lineup of people that they got was amazing, even the Veronica's mm-hmm. or whatever. And I really I kind of missed having that extra judge on this panel for sure. And that celebrity yes. judge because Obviously, it's such an it is part of the part of like a really exciting part of each episode is seeing who the celebrity guest is and what they're going to be wearing and how they're going to be because you know you know you had Gemma Collins who disappointed a lot of us you know we kind of had a, yeah. we were expecting a lot and she did and so that's such a big part of every episode I feel and with this obviously I get the logistics COVID all that stuff but I feel like they could have tried to make it work where they just had them on a Zoom or it had like a screen, you know, there. Yeah. To, you know, actually watching what was going on. I don't know. I feel like they could have done that. I actually had a brainwave there. If they knew they could only get something pre-recorded, why didn't they get them to do the Rue mail? Why, yeah. why get a pre-recorded Rue to do something that he could have done in person? Yeah. And yeah. get, you know, Olivia Newton-John to do Totally. It? That would have been better. Yeah. And I hope it actually did well because, but like you said, like, I mean, I haven't lived in Australia for like 10 years. So, and I'm also from a small town, you know, so I never, you know, didn't, I didn't go to like clubs or whatever in like Sydney or Melbourne. So, and, and I mean, Alice Springs is where I'm from. So like there was, there we had, I was like, I'm trying to think, well, Priscilla Queen of the Desert was filmed there, but like, that's literally the only thing. Um, and so we didn't, there wasn't like, there's not a huge gay scene. There wasn't when I was growing up, like my best friend, um, he's gay, but he only came out actually when we left Alice Springs, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I don't know how big the, the drag scene is over there, but you know, you've got the stuff like Mardi Gras or whatever. So it is huge yeah. in, in mm-hmm. the cities, um, but not necessarily in the towns, but I would have, like you said, loved to kind of know a bit more about what the scene was like, especially in Perth. I'm fascinated to see what's like there and like, to see the difference between New Zealand and Australia would have been really nice um because it just kind of felt like there was a 
disconnect even between the queens, you know. And maybe that's the thing because you have to, I also have to remember Australia is huge. So in like Canada, obviously, like they a lot of the queens kind of knew each other and they knew their scenes. And then yeah. same with the UK, you know, the scene is quite small. So maybe they really just didn't really know each other, you know? That's it, yeah. Because, yeah, you forget how huge it is and how, like, there's so much space between all the cities. Mm-hmm. So, like, stuff is happening in a, in a microcosm in each place yeah. and you're not necessarily, unless you're someone like, I suppose, Art Simone, who would seem to have, gay, like, seems to have kind of, like, a, a national, mm-hmm. like, awareness. Or, like, Karen from Finance. Maybe you're, you're not, like, you're not going to be well-known and you're not going to have that, like, mm-hmm. connection with other queens. But, yeah. Um, Even in UK, too, there's conversations about the difference between east london drag mm-hmm. and west london drag and like that's local to uh one city now a big city but just one city so yeah i would have liked those conversations yeah. for this who were you rooting to win tara um i mean i was kind of between ketamine and art simone i was rooting for the two of those uh, two of them but then i was definitely rooting for ketamine especially in the last few episodes i really really warmed mm. up to her um and I just think she's a really lovely person. She comes across really, really nice and like really genuine, yeah. you know? So it was nice yeah. to actually, I was like, yes, delighted when she was crowned. I was like, okay, I'm actually happy. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. I think that like in the last couple of episodes, it felt like Scarlett Art and um, Karen were kind of a bit more maybe aware of like how they were trying to present a particular image. Yeah. Whereas, okay, I mean, it, it felt very like natural. And even in the conversations like throughout the episode, like the Tic Tac lunch and then like the the like chat to the younger self, which I usually find like painfully oh, I usually hate that. <laughs> I, I was like with, with her when I was really kind of like, like I actually was affected by it. I was mm. like, this feels super genuine. And yeah, so I, I was definitely on team team ketamine for the for the overall pain but i thought art kind of really redeemed herself in this episode yeah like she had been sort of patchy throughout the mm-hmm. the rest of the season. like i loved that like i loved her verse the most in the in the song and i really loved her her outfit that she was wearing when she was performing and i thought she looked gorgeous then on the final runway but yeah so i kind of thought i kind of thought it was b- between the two of them yeah overall yeah i saw a poll on youtube which i was like you should do polls now, but anyway, I voted on it. <laughs> so it's a, YouTube it's a are trying to do everything just to make more money. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, you know, there's four options. So if it was a, a split, it would be 25% each. And Ketamine had 77% of the vote. So I was like, oh, God, that is a landslide, wow. you know, push from the audience. Yeah. That's probably got to do with art having already gone home and then mm-hmm. the racist scandals around the other yeah. two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you do have to applaud like RuPaul bringing somebody onto his show and then being having the gall to be like tell me about your most recent trauma it's like wow <laughs> I just I couldn't imagine having the gall I, to say I, but I, I did think that was funny in the like the tic-tac lunch just like kind of like Ru has been doing these now for 15 years and he's like I am not bothered trying to make these in any way feel natural and literally like what was it like kind of like um, sort of like where was it? It was like, tell, basically like, tell me, it was like a question exactly of like, tell me about a time you were sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he should have done a Tara Stewart and gone back and re-recorded it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I felt like that moment, the, the Tic Tac was, uh, now Ad Simone, I was quite moved by like her life situation, but it also just felt like it came out of nowhere. I was like, what? Like, and, and also it just kind of felt like, I mean, she didn't lead into it. You know, she didn't, she didn't say what her life is like. Obviously, Michelle and Rue know, um, they obviously like, she's must be like under an enormous amount of stress in her life, you know, and pressure. 
and which obviously Rue and Michelle know. So, and, you know, Michelle, it seemed like she was quite genuine in like feel and in trying to give her advice life advice but it just felt I was like oh I well wait you obviously know that information but how did we know about information you know so it kind of yeah. felt just a bit or um yeah just out of nowhere or something weird felt like so art I think out of all of them came in and it, it kind of felt the most rehearsed when she sat down and I think probably had like a feeling of like well this is the information and then Michelle like jumped yes. up and was like I want to tell you about your, how you're going to burn yourself out <laughs> and how nobody loves you and how you won't rely on people and then poor old art was like shook yeah. walking yeah. Out I, yeah I don't think art even expected like oh my god like I and I think I feel like art's been grand with her life like she's like this this is my life, whatever. And then Michelle just says all this shit. She's like, oh, maybe my life isn't great. It's kind of just like, I don't know. I had a thing recently uh, with, um, I was trying to like find a new personal trainer, a new personal trainer. I've actually never had one before. So a personal trainer. Um, and I was trying to like figure out which ones I wanted. So I was like talking to this one trainer and like he came across so intense. Like he was sending me voice notes, like being like, we need to find out why you want to lose weight. And I was like, I just want to lose weight. Like that's it, you know? And he was like, no, but I need to know like why, like Tara, why do you want to? And I'm not messing. He got so intense. He was like, is it because you think your boyfriend doesn't want to be with you or he might break up with you? Do you think it's something to do with your career? like going into all of this stuff right and so then oh and he was like I was like no I just want to like you know lose weight you know I just want to shed a few pounds and he's like no but Tara you, I just feel like you're not telling me everything so then I start going maybe I am worried my boyfriend will break up with me <laughs> and so I literally was like this is all within like two hours right and I'm just like out and about in town getting a coffee and so then I start voice noting him like going do you know what maybe maybe that is the case and like going through all this stuff <laughs> and then afterwards I, and then I was, oh I was my telling God. my best mates and they were like Tara firstly why are you telling this random guy like all of this information and secondly like no, like, that's, there's no deeper meaning to this. It's just very, like, cos- it's just, like, vain and cosmetic. You know what I mean? And so, anyway, I had to just, I had to message him. I was like, um, I'm actually okay. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, Tara, this is the problem. People just don't follow through on things. Don't run away. Don't run <laughs> away from your feelings. And, like, <laughs> oh, my God. He, he went to Michelle Pizzaccio's school of hard home exactly. truths. Exactly. And so, like, it felt like he was just kind of doing, like, he'd gone to a marketing course on, like, how to reel people in and make them feel shit about themselves and then, you know, sell them this, like, fitness thing. <laughs> but that's kind of how it felt. I was just, like, shook afterwards, you know. It was, it was like, you mean, oh, you've lost weight. Well, you need to find out. You have to stop yourself putting on the weight. Oh, I know why. Yeah. It's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also I was like I'm not a doctor I'm not an expert I don't know but I 100% know it's, it's true yeah, yeah. trauma <laughs> like she did a proper break the fourth wall she looked dead there in that camera I was like not a doctor yeah. it's trauma yeah. what's trauma um, oh my oh, god bonkers. it was kind of gas bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. <laughs> now we, we're all um, men fanciers did we fancy a bit of Lance because I couldn't make up my mind no um no, no, neither. I loved the 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 henchman, you know, the, the 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 backing dancer who did that baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one moment where he did a pop and lock, and they got back up on the stool. <laughs> I did think he was a bit of a ride, but like I I was expecting. Now I actually need, I haven't looked, but I don't know if he's from them. But there's um they're called Royal. Oh yeah, the Royal Family Dance Crew. So. They're like a huge dance crew in New Zealand. And do you know, do you know Paris Goebel? No. Oh, I've heard the name. She's like, um, she's a huge choreographer. She choreograph- choreo- oh my God, choreographs 
for um like Rihanna. She did the Savage by Fenty show. <clears throat> um she's done amazing collaborations so she's so so talented but she's like kind of um really changed the game of dance mm-hmm. and you know and performance and so that academy like people really try and go to that academy in new zealand so i was kind of i'm hoping maybe he's from that academy i'm not sure but it would have been really nice to maybe yeah. incorporate that dance academy because paris global is huge internationally yeah. in the dance scene and so I obviously I feel like it would have been really hard to get her personally, yeah. but I feel like it would have been nice to kind of mix that yeah. together because it is such an iconic kind of crew. If you're not going to get the Robin Anton, at least you can get maybe the Kimberly or what Kimberly Wyatt, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I yeah. googled him. It said before uh, before fame, after joining a hip hop dance crew, he was invited by Paris Google to join her studio, at the Palace. Oh, then that's it. Yeah, perfect. Well, then he must be part of the crew. Renowned for his performances with superstars like. Jesse J, Brandy, and Jennifer Lopez surely would have rejigged those around Jennifer Lopez, Je- Brandy, and then Jesse J. Yeah, Jesse J wasn't there. I was like, all oh, right. <laughs> I was like, okay, so she's your, <laughs> she's, she's your number one. Yeah. Oh my god, love it. <laughs> Jesse J's back as well, isn't she? She's got. I did, haven't I? She's she's been approached for Eurovision UK for next year. Stop. Oh, that's about right. Um, I have to say I don't know why I always put her in the same category as Rita Ora who I really don't like and actually the other day a Rita Ora song came on like a, a random playlist on Spotify and I, I she's the only person I've ever done this but I went in and asked Spotify never to play music by that artist <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I don't even know where this oh resentment is well, I hate her as a judge and the masked singer I don't understand why like I've never warmed to her I think it's kind of she's got that same like Nicole Scherzinger singer vibe of like someone who's being pushed on us it's like we're yeah. we're making this happen whether you wanted or not <laughs> it's it's bizarre do you know what i've ne- it's kind of like you know i've never ever met someone who actually likes her and everyone i talk to it always feels the same way and i feel that way too um and i don't i really don't know what it is like i did i, I never watched the masked singer but i did watch um america's next top model when she mm. was on that and i just thought that was insane the fact that she got that gig i was like sorry how like tyra banks and then Rita Ora, was it Tyra Banks? Yeah, it was Tyra, yeah. yeah. Tyra Banks and then Rita Ora is the person replacing you? Like, are you messing? Like, what? Like, how? <laughs> like, whoever her agent is, whatever shit she yeah. has on big people, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've been told that she has a lot of favours. She's been able to get a lot of favours because um, Jay-Z and her had a thing, had a little affair moment. Mm, Becky with good hair. Yes, and so... That's what I've heard is because of that. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how she gets anything at all, but she also, I mean, she's apparently doing something with J-Lo. There's a, there was a rumor that they're going to be doing a song together. And I was like, no, why J-Lo? What are you doing? Like, I no, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> Even like, she's, she's got so much stuff. Like, she's got the Rimmel kind of like I know, nail polish uh, thing. Yeah. Like, she's doing so well, like fair play to her, but like how? Exactly, yeah. It is really kind of just like, how are these doors opening for you? I am impressed by your hustle, but do not understand it. Yeah, exactly, Mm. exactly. Yeah, but she's obviously not getting that via the music. Like, she's obviously, her bigger career is just media. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly. Her best song was that song she had with Calvin Harris, and then he wouldn't let her play it on tour because she cheated on him. And I kind of respect it to a certain extent. Yeah, I respect that too. Yeah. I love, I love, I love a bit of bitterness, a bit of relationship know, bitterness same. when it plays out in the media. Gorge. <laughs> I would be the exact same. Um, I think it speaks to the quality of this finale that we've ended up on like a Rita Ora tangent for like twenty minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> totally. And I can feel I feel the energy that we're all not that really invested in talking about it. But... <laughs> well, from uh, Rita Ora to other dodgy performers, the final performance was a scorching hot mess. Uh, like you could tell from the fact that there was maybe about three wide shots for the whole thing, mm. that none of the queens were in sync. None of them were doing the same thing. And it was just <laughs> constant close-ups on all four of the queens. I personally thought Keita means uh, verse. I could barely hear it. I didn't really know what she was saying. I didn't mm. like it. I thought art was great. I thought Scarlet was good. I think Scarlet in this episode really gave Rue the 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 drag persona that he wants in a, yeah. in a competition. And if it hadn't been for her her racism racist past, I think she would have won this hands down because I think she knocked every aspect of this episode out of the park. Um, but yeah, overall, I won't be going to listen to that. I won't be adding that to my playlist alongside Rita Ora. Yeah. What, what, isn't the song old? Is it? It's like what it's was like the song? It's two or three years. I'm a winner yeah. song. It, it came yeah. out for like season eleven or like it, yeah. it's a few years ago. It's it's been knocking around. Um, and it's like the they play that over the they play it at, the, at the end. Yeah. Like, and so I was just kind of, when I did it, I was like, oh. I thought, like, why? Why is the new song? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because that's also another thing. Because sometimes it's you know sometimes the songs end up being a hit. Do you know what I mean? So I thought that was a bit like, <laughs> like they're like we actually could we couldn't afford to pay anyone to make a new song, so let's just use the one we already own. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, it was like Rue can't be bothered going to the recording <laughs> yeah. studio to record like one line over and over yeah, again. That's yeah. most of the songs are. So we're just going to do this old one. Um, I, I I didn't mind. I quite liked Ketamine's like singing. I I I thought it was good, and I did like like what I picked up of reverse about kind of like you know getting the call from Ruth comes to the silver screen and like how now she's like changing the game for whatever it is. Like I thought it was I thought it was good. I I enjoyed that, and I really liked Arts. Um, and I thought that Scarlet was very much like this is what a Drag Race winner sort of episode is meant to be. Yeah. Here I am. I'm vulnerable over here. I'm singing a song where I spell my name out and then mm-hmm. I like talk about how you should crown it. Like, like all of like the, the bag of tricks that you see in mm-hmm. all of these songs. Um, and actually I realised that I completely forgot that Karen was even in it. Well, there oh you my go. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I, felt, I think that she was kind of, I think that she, she, she was kind of like, I think a missed opportunity with, with her performance a decision to kind of just have a generic like we're all great message yeah i like karen um but i feel like karen just kind of i mean i just liked her you know like i i don't yeah. I, I i do like like i wouldn't be like oh my god i can't wait to go and see karen you know perform i think she's just i think she's a really good drag queen but you know i just i think she yeah i know i liked her yeah i'm trying <laughs> there's not really much i can say um I just, you know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't put her up there with like ketamine and Artsmo, no. you know. I did think, um, what's her name? Um, Scarlett, like- sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, she, uh, I heard pole dancing um, was amazing. Like I was floored by that. I thought it was really good. And I think I would like to see her in an international All-Stars. I kind of feel she kind of deserves to win the whole series. She didn't as a consequence, mm-hmm. I think. That's fine, but we don't have to strip her career from her. Right? Yeah, That's kind of yeah, how yeah. I feel. yeah so. Oh well, listen. Like I mean, we we're in a, a such a weird time at the moment where there's it's like okay, so if you're gonna um, cancel someone, and I'm now beginning to hate even that word, but mm. when you're going to do that, you know, where is the forgiveness? Where is the where's where mm-hmm. can someone move from there? You know, what mm. do you expect them like? How do they have to like give up their career and just you know get a new career and not be in the public eye? You know, where do you move from there? 
during Pride Month, we have been trying to draw some attention to some amazing ways that queer people can get involved in different social and community-based initiatives. Um, and over the last two weeks, we talked to two of our friends in some of the best sports clubs happening in Dublin. But we wanted to take something that, first of all, wasn't sporty and also is available nationally. So I spoke to spoke to Adrian Colwell from Dragon Draw about the sort of online art school that they're or the online art classes that they're doing where they've had some amazing Rue girls come through the place and they also hope to get back to doing in-person events creating a really inclusive space where the art produced is secondary to the sense of inclusion and fun and uh, a sort of a social opportunity that they're creating it sounds like a really fantastic um, a really fantastic thing to be involved in and I just really love chatting to Adrian it was, it was great hearing all about it Adrian Colwell from Drag and Draw, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Um, tell me a bit about how it um, it came about. Yeah, you know, um, in 2018 when I when it first uh, originated, that there was maybe some limited social opportunities within the LGBTQ community, um, and a lot of the social opportunities are kind of related to club culture, which is absolutely fine, and there's a place for that. But I wanted to kind of create something that was a bit more relaxed, a bit more, um, uh, I suppose, something that wasn't really intimidating. And I always, I'm, um, I went to art college and I uh, have a background in the arts and I always thought that the arts is a great platform for social connection and, you know, friendships and the relationships that are nurtured in an art class often um, uh, are more important than the artworks that are created. So, <laughs> um, so I was chatting about it to my friend Alva, who actually teaches a lot of the sessions. And I, I was saying, you know, oh, I want to. I, I, I was doing a, a master's in event management, and I, I was like, um, I want to create an event, an arts event. And she was telling me about this art class in London where uh, the models were strippers. And she was talking about, she's an art teacher, and she was talking about the benefits of that from a, an, uh, a teaching perspective. And I, and I was thinking, I wonder would that work with, with, drag, with drag queens? <laughs> and, um, and then I just thought the name just uh, came instantly, Drag and Draw. And uh, I, was, uh, I was like, I'll, I'll just give it a go. And it felt like something I would want to go to. Yeah. Um, so um, we just, I just said, let's try it and see what, uh, what the response would be. So it was a very simple idea, just a life drawing class with drag performers as models. There would be some lip syncs and some uh, kind of not 100% serious drawing exercises. Um, and we had a great response first off. I mean, it was, it was sold out straight away and uh, the demand sort of grew uh from there and we've done it now for the last three years uh, predominantly in street 66 uh, but also in collaboration with different art centers across the country and different arts organizations and first for uh, companies and their uh, mm -hmm. lgbtq staff as well so oh that's fantastic um i hadn't realized that you kind of had done like those sort of like other collaborations and they're always really fun um to kind of get to see a different place or a different space um uh, who what's some I know that you Bonnie and Clyde works at you guys quite a bit and you've yeah. had um you've had like a, a good few of the um 
you've had a good, a good few kind of of the Dublin queens and probably queens mm. from around the country mm. taking part. Kind of, you know, what is it that makes a good model? Is there a particular style of of queen that you that like makes a good um, so a good model, something like that? Yeah, we don't really ask. Um... I mean, by uh, Anne Clyde does does do a lot of sessions for us. Um, and we have a good working relationship with Bonnie, but we also really want to try and kind of collaborate with as many different drag performers as possible. You know, um, uh, I think each model brings with them their own style and and sort of influences the class as such mm -hmm. and there's lots of interaction between model and attendee and um, they have their own suggestions for things that they would like to do or uh, or you know they have suggestions for um, exercises that um, we do in fact we had bunny once and we, uh, one of the poses that we were getting Bunny to do was just holding a microphone. And she suggested, well, maybe I can just talk to the crowd um, instead of just holding a microphone. And that organically just turned into a Q&A segment. And since then, we have always had a Q&A segment as part of our as part of our lesson plan. So the participants draw, but they also shout out questions as they're drawing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the performers, the drag performers respond as they're posing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's not so much as we, we want to pick models that we, we want to pick drag artists that we think would, were, would be good models. It's more about what kind of vibe or style that they bring to each class. That's so. That's great. And I, as, as you were talking there about how you had been working in the likes of Street 66 and, and mm. venues around the country, obviously 2020, bit of a write off. Yeah. Um, and you guys have moved to an, a sort of an online platform now. Yeah. And, actually, and that's opened up the world really to you in terms of being able to have uh, some like more international queens. How did that come around and what's the reception been to those yeah. online classes? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was very... Um kind of insistent that I wanted to keep it going during COVID and I and it was a bit of a trying to figure out how to make it work I mean I did do, do some like pre-recorded sessions that people could just log into and draw as if they were watching a recording but it didn't have the same it wasn't as dynamic and um I, I it just didn't work so I wanted to make sure it was live a, a live drawing session and um you know, access is something that's always been really important to me. I, w I wanted to try and make sure that even with the live sessions, that there weren't that many barriers in front of people to attend, like to attend. So an art class can be kind of intimidating and some people might say, oh, well, I can't draw and that's why I'm not going to and I don't want to feel stupid or whatever. And but the exercises that we get people to do are meant to relax. Um, the participants and not make them treat the class too seriously but as well as that you know I don't want cost to be an issue you know if people are really struggling for for money and which is a, a real you know problem for a lot of people these days um, I don't want that to be a barrier uh, for them to attend or any sort of like um, uh, disability or anything like that is mm -hmm. something that we think about a lot and then as we moved online we it just emphasized the fact that we were accessing people in rural communities around the country that weren't able to attend drag and draw on street 66 and yeah. that is something that i i think it, i'm really cognizant of and 
something that I want to think about more as we come out of COVID. That's brilliant. Um, and I have to ask, because it's a Drag Race podcast, <laughs> who would be your like number one queen? If you could get any queen to come in for... For if we're for for a create we're, we're pretending it's not about social inclusion. This is like from your point of view as an artist, who would you most like to draw? I know, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I have one queen that I'm trying to book who would be <laughs> up there, but I just don't want to say her name in case I I um don't manage to clinch it. But there are some some queens. I like queens from the from the early seasons. Like mm-hmm. G- I mean, uh, GGB. I don't know if you can call her an early seasons queen, but uh, she would be my favorite. One of my favorites. Or um, Bandela Creme would be great. I know Sasha Fleur is, is a big hit amongst a lot of our attendees. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I know people might be surprised at this, but Nicole Page Brooks was a bit of a one <laughs> of my dreams. I think she's um, underrated. Thank you so much <laughs> for chatting to me today. It's been really lovely Thanks, to catch up, um, and we will put a link to you your, where you can go to find more information in our Instagram. Uh, let's get into the final looks. Art Simone came out bejeweled in turquoise. Uh, something I kind of quite like about art is they definitely have a clear aesthetic. Like you, you saw her come around the corner and you're like, yes, that is Art Simone. I have to say I'm not particularly that into it, but I liked this look because I'm like, I can see your aesthetic and I can see how this is elevated from it. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm not on the journey, but I I love that for them. <laughs> I thought, I'm like, yes, this is what a final runway look should be. You know, it need, this is your royal moment. This is like your royal wedding. You know, this is like your finale. It needs to be like that. Like, I, I hate when, well, to be honest, Karen from finance, I was like, this doesn't feel like a finale look for me. This just looks like any other episode. And I always kind of, um, I do hate it when people don't do that. Well, I hate it. Oh my God. Like, would I actually calm down? Um, but I don't enjoy it. I like when, you know, someone's like, I mean, I'd be like that. You know, I'd be like, I'd be wearing the best dress I could ever wear. This is my wedding day. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would feel that way. So I think it was the perfect dress for the finale, for sure. For her. The colour was beautiful. I thought her makeup <laughs> was beautiful. I thought the whole thing just like came together. And it was like that kind of like fairy tale princess moment. Totally. Uh, yeah, I thought it was gorgeous. I had expected that the skirt was going to be like a tear away. And that like it Same. was going to be able to like be a reveal. Because it had like the bustle thing at the back as well so, yeah. I thought, so when when it went to the lip sync I was kind of waiting for that reveal and yeah, then when same. it didn't happen I was like oh, oh okay um, but yeah uh, other than that I just thought it was phenomenal gorgeous yeah yeah. <laughs> Other than that, phenomenal. <laughs> uh, yeah, Karen's was this like Daphne from Scooby Doo meets Austin Powers sort of way. Like, uh, I was kind of like, yes, I do see that as a sort of elevated step of the Karen from Finance aesthetic, but also, what what would Karen from Finance wear at a wedding? She wouldn't wear that. So I I I agree to you to a certain extent that it wasn't. If we're going like peak 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 drag, I don't think that was it. No, I don't think so. 
No, I, I didn't enjoy that look at all. I thought it was like overcomplicated and kind of yeah. like all, like messy looking. Um, <clears throat> and there was too much going on around her neck. So her kind of, it kind of, because her hair was so like, it kind of like her head was just like sitting on this like little fluffy. <laughs> I think I, 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 yeah, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. And again, I thought that like she was going to be able to open the like jacket thing and there was going to be something else going on or some kind yeah. of reveal. But um, yeah, I, I didn't think that it was kind of like best drag. I don't think that's what. No, there was like a weird like paneling thing on the side as yeah. well. Like that just kind of looked like, do you know what? It actually looked like it was like the challenge where you make stuff from rubbish. Yeah. Where you and like and oh my god, that sounds so mean. Oh my god, but it looks um, like imagine she did meeting a gra- somebody at a night and be like, oh god, you look like that one of those challenges where people make stuff out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, you're gonna see me now when she if she ever does come to Ireland. I'm gonna be like, oh my god. Um, but she it it looked like she did a great job of that challenge do you know what I mean (laughs) the winning look yeah yeah. but it didn't look like a finale outfit for me (laughs) but James were you happy then when Keita came out and she actually had some sort of reveal in the form of the wings I mean I think we've seen wings quite a lot in the show I don't know if this you know took it to the new level but it looked good I thought it was gorgeous. Like, I, well, the wings I thought were good. Yeah, no, okay. Well, the wings are my favourite <laughs> part. The wings are brilliant. <laughs> but overall, I was a little bit like, again, kind of when you think, think of like best drag and the, the craning moment, like you do think of that kind of gown thing. So yeah, you would have missed like that part of it because it was just like a bodysuit with then like this sort of like wings and a backpack but I, I thought I thought she looked great uh, I liked the colour of the hair and the wig and the little like crown thing she had going on in it and I thought it was kind of amazing when the wings kind of elegantly opened out and then like managed to close so perfectly to go back through the door again yeah I also kind of felt I didn't I wasn't I loved the wings but I just didn't like the style of the wings um like I the top half of the wing I really loved but there was like the bottom it just kind of felt like uh it was it looked like paper or something but yeah, I it did was kind love... of like Venetian blinds. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, who do I actually think I am? Like the actual queen of fashion? <laughs> when I relax. Uh, but I, I did, I did think the reveal was quite beautiful. I actually wasn't expecting it, um, mm. and yeah, I liked that it kind of closed. Uh, but yeah, like I thought, I, I think she was just like heavily relying on the wings. But you know what? It, it seemed to work. Yeah, so it did. And then finally, then Scarlet. I like. I thought the rest were were like five to six out of ten territory personally for me. But I thought this was a solid nine. I couldn't really fault it at all. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, she just looked perfect. Like that was a gorgeous mm. color. She looked amazing. I like. I've. I her lips the entire season. The way she does like that hard line on them. Like yeah. I. I I think that's just so interesting because it kind of sets her aside from some of the other like fashiony kind of you know makeup queens and that she's got her like very distinctive style built into it. I thought she looked gorgeous. Um, yeah. And I and I got my reveal. I got my step out of the skirt moment. I was like, this is this is what I want. <laughs> you have to have a reveal in a finale. I'm sorry, like you have to because I think even especially since you know that re- the, the such an iconic moment. With the, the, the rose, rose petals. Yeah. Like, yeah. that'll always be, like, one of my favourite, favourite moments. And sometimes I just watch that on YouTube just to make myself <laughs> feel happy. Um, still get goosebumps. Yeah, you know? still, for sure. And, like, I always find it quite disappointing, you know, when because you're, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. And then you know, when, you, when they're done and you're like, oh, 
and you kind of feel a bit hard done by sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. you're like, you take it personally. You're like, I can't believe you didn't give me a reveal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed her reveal. I thought her dress was beautiful. It was really nice. And her skin looks really, really nice. So I was like, she whatever yeah. tan or clothes she was using, she looked amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then they had to lip sync one by one to Livy Newton-John's physical. And I don't know why they made... For, for them, I don't know why they chose to sit and watch four versions of the same lip sync over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I I have assumed that they did it in the order that they were standing backstage from left to right, which would have been Art, Karen, Scarlett and Keita. I think that makes sense because Scarlett and Keita had a lot more gimmicks, I think, in their lip sync because I think they'd seen the two queens before do the same lip sync and they yeah. were like I can't do any of them if I want to stand out oh I get mm. you okay because they were yeah. all standing back there watching you are right mm. I do. I did feel like it What it felt like it felt like a competition between Scarlett and Keita in that with kind of like clips of art and Karen kind of thrown in um, yeah. a little bit but yeah um, oh I actually quite liked my one of my favourite moments was Karen pointing to the left and then going oh no sorry pointing to the right yeah yeah, yeah, that, was <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that was really fun I, I forgot when they were doing like the judges critiques we forgot to talk about the moment where RuPaul says with a straight face to Ketamine there is a man in your future who will love you oh my and God. that man <laughs> is you oh my god <laughs> when he when he said that first I was like without saying that man is you I was like oh my god would you shut up like you you don't know she might never find love like she you know it happens maybe and and then that second line I was just like oh my god I was like it somehow it somehow made it both worse and better because it was like at least you're not saying the only reason that Keita should exist is in order to like like you know hang herself on Mm. another man but on the other side that is the cheesiest thing I've ever heard it's so cheesy but like (laughs) I, it's still yeah do you know what it's now I feel like it's going to become quite an iconic quote because it's so cheesy yeah. you know? <laughs> I even would love to know how she felt because you know like obviously these are Australians I feel like have a, quite a similar some Australians you know, would have quite a similar kind of like dry sense of humor um you know to Irish people and so you know was she taking that with genuine you know or was she like inside going was she ever relaxed really like you know? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, Keita wins. I presume we're all we're all happy with that. And that's like, pretty much like the right rest. decision. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, yeah. There, I I actually thought the reaction seemed it fooled me. Even though I know it was pre-recorded, I was like, I I definitely believe I would believe that this could be a genuine reaction. I agree. I do. You know what I'd love though if they did because we we all know now like what the last episode's like and mm. how it's done. But I'd really love if they did like. Oh gosh, how would you ever do it though? Because they do sometimes, you can see, like for All Stars 5, Shay and Cracker and Juju were in a room and they were watching the episode, you yeah. can see the reaction that way. Yeah, no, yeah. They... like I'd love if they incorporated the reaction, but then they can't, because they're seeing the reaction when we're seeing it, aren't they? Mm, well, they're, they're yeah. seeing the winner when we're seeing it. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, so like, that's because, our point. Yeah. I guess though, like, because so many people are watching it on streaming services, like you could kind of show us like a, like a, day, like a day beforehand. Yeah. They could, you know have the thing where they have the three people or the four people come together to watch it and and then like they have that like actual reaction and they could yeah. then kind of like add that in to to the episode so you get that kind of like big reaction from the person because like I do mm. think like some like you know it 
that genuine reaction like that's really what you want to see like that's what you connect with when you see the person like actually kind of you know that's where you get the reward when he especially because now they've been doing it for so many years where they have to film all the different endings you start to get wise to the fact that it's like yeah you know this isn't as excited as you might be because i i thought it took it took Keita a minute to warm up like it kind of initially when she was like it was like oh i i won oh <laughs> but then she got their like scepter and crown was like mm. fly my pretties yeah, yeah, yeah. I also imagine when they're filming it, I wonder, did they all feel, oh, this is Scarlet's. Scarlet has this in the bag because she won three challenges and she did really want that final one. So I wonder whether they were all like, oh, we'll do our take because we know we're not going to win. Yeah, yeah that could maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no, thanks for having me. This has been really fun. Yeah. I kind of forgot <laughs> that we were on a podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, that's good. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to promote while you're here? Uh, listen to my stunning radio show, New Music, um, Mondays to Thursdays, 7 p.m., RT2FM. Uh, and follow me on Instagram, Tara Stewart DJ. <laughs> so there we go another season you know we all know how we feel about it now glad it happened but needs work yeah no absolutely it's like you know when you when when you get like oat milk in your coffee in 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 like a starbucks or something you're like okay i'm glad Mm. i tried that but needs perfecting do you know what actually i did try and this is a tangent um that i enjoyed was i i've started drinking bucks fizz right at at, at sort of social gatherings because you know eurovision season that's summer and stuff but the orange juice you know has the teeth hanging out of your face by like you know three mm-hmm. or four glasses so what i've done is I've, I've taken away the orange juice and i've added in cranberry juice and you know what i was very glad i tried that because that was delicious i mean i think that sounds something and i think like cranberry juice is quite drying as well so like mm. and, i mean good for the it's old great for the kidneys that's exactly what i was thinking look at yeah. you so another series wrapped if you've enjoyed the show as always you can rate and review us on itunes uh we actually had a look at some of our reviews and plenty of you have been adding reviews so thank you very much we got one from a bunny drag fan which said keenan james truly enhanced the drag race experience i laugh out loud multiple times during each show love the accents too well thank you very much bunny drag fan and uh, if you'd like us to read out your review give us a review and you can get a shout out on the show so thank you very much for that and i love it i love the accents too yeah we're we're gorge (laughs) (laughs) so um yes other other ways you can support the show you can support us by subscribing to our premium content at sissy or over at headstuffpodcast.com you'd be keeping us going for the price of a twix each is what we're going for mm-hmm. or yeah comment on our posts james spends lots of time creating lovely visuals for the show so head over like comment uh, and even maybe sign up to the live show we're doing I, on saturday i would say come along to the live show on saturday we are going to get we're going to kick the pride celebrations off um and this is now now for old school deep dive sissy.pod listeners this is going to be I am going to be coming in after a rake of pints tonight before in the George so you are going to be getting full on angry hungover James this like this chipper this this chipper energy filled guy you've been enjoying the last year no 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 no. no. (laughs) (laughs) okay well have a lovely week and we will chat to you then Bye. bye 
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 